I would go out of my way to attack you. Far of mine, for a time, I would slip out the middle of the ocean and freaking eat It's gonna be the best fucking tuna you have ever fucking had. Your bird tuna! Now, back to our show. Goddamn Tony. What were we talking about? We're supposed to do a recap right now, and I'm a moron. We were discussing the military of some kind. and Well, so I think we left off on uh, the whole, you know, thank you for your service thing. Either cops or military, thank you mm. for doing your job. It's like um, Curb Your Enthusiasm when Larry Davis it. Did, it was a guy that was in the military, and everyone's saying thank you for your service, and he just said, hi, I'm Dave. I'm Larry. And someone's like, you didn't say thank you for it. He's like, oh, you guys said thank you. Why do I have to say thank you? <laughs> and that's what the whole episode was about. Because everyone thought he was an asshole because he didn't say thank you for your service. And I think that, you know, I don't have any problem with, like, respecting veterans or respecting police officers. Um, I do think that to a point, like, they're they're doing their job that they signed up to do and are paid for. Um that they have huge pensions for, um, you know, like, that. so there's that, but I also, like, the whole, cops get this huge pension at the end of the day. 20 years in, you can retire, you are taken care of for the rest of your life. Military men, combat or not, do not have that. They don't have it. We I, get, we get a half pension after 20 years, which is half of what your uh your pay rate was so whatever rank you retire at you'll get half of that for the rest of your life and that's still taxed i believe now you can apply for disability a lot of guys do uh admittedly i collect disability because of some injuries and some stuff you know that happened but you know like i want to say this as a military veteran and no pop shots at, at law enforcement. I have friends that are law enforcement. But I do think me as a person, as a citizen of this country, there's one thing in particular that I've noticed for a long time that I'm not particularly thrilled about. Uh, and this is off subject from Black Lives Matter because I don't honestly believe I have the right to fucking make an opinion about that because I'm not a black person and I don't know mm -hmm. what it is to be a black person. But I will say that I have witnessed a lot of police corruption throughout my life and the abuse of power. And, and I'm not happy about that. I'm As a citizen of this country, I have noticed that uh, in particular there's a few things uh, I'm annoyed by if somebody's grandparent gets hit by a stray bullet. There isn't too much research done on finding the person that killed this woman by accident or even if somebody in a neighborhood gets killed but if there is a, a law enforcement officer that gets killed now maybe i'm being a dick right now but maybe i, I don't this i don't like i don't like the fact that there is the the club mentality of like oh one of ours got hit so we need to exact revenge and go find this person at all costs no matter what occurs and my problem with this is is not that you don't need to find the person but it needs to be unbiased across the board do your job as if you are just a regular citizen but if you want to be 
a hero cop be a hero cop to everybody, not just other cops. Did I did I explain that well enough? Yeah, or I think that you, you know? did. And I remember like I remember when I was like in middle school or high school, there was a Philadelphia police officer shot in their car, and there was like a ma- nationwide manhunt for the gunman, the murderer, and they ended up finding him in Florida. But I remember asking my mom, like, why why don't they do this when a little kid goes missing? Yeah. And my dad gave me some speech about law and order and you need to be able to, pro- if there if there is no law, there is no order. And when you don't protect the order, then there is no law. And like, gave me some spiel about law and order, right? Like, I, whatever. Um, But, you know, why it was important. And I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, these people absolutely do need to be found and, and brought to justice. But, like, keep that same energy when there's 800,000 kids that are just missing in America and nobody is looking for them. Like, I I don't get the idea behind, like, I'll never disrespect a police officer, right? Unless oh, I definitely I, have. Well, I, definitely I don't. Have. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> if a police officer... <laughs> If a police officer <laughs> is respectful to me, I am going to give them the same respect. If they are disrespectful to me, then I'm I'll match I'll match your energy. Like, Dude. If you don't want to if you don't want to like kiki and like, you know, be be cool, then we don't have to be. Let's be realistic. Dude, be you're nice. a white chick though. And I'm saying that and I'm slightly racist right now. I understand that. I I accept that. But do you know damn right well that you flip the fuck out? No. Sometimes, come on. I seriously, on. the only encounter that I've ever had with a police officer that went sideways, I was pulled out of a car. Um, they were searching the car. They found cellophane and a decorative hunting knife. Whoa. And it wasn't my car. <laughs> it wasn't my car, but it's, it was just it was like. never your car. <laughs> it, it really wasn't. But no, I knew that joking. we were profiled because of who I was with. They were like bad kids in the area. We got pulled over for no reason. They pulled us over. They searched the car. They tell me that the cellophane is drug paraphernalia and that they have the right to search my bag. And I said, no, I'm not consenting to be searched. Yeah. And they said, no, we're searching you. And I said, no, I'm not consenting to be searched. And they said, give me your fucking bag. And at this point, I knew I wasn't going to win this argument, even though I was in the right and threw my purse at them. And I had, you know, paraphernalia in my purse and I threw it at them and told them what was in there. That's the only time I've ever had a bad encounter with a police officer in my life. Well, I was talking and shit. I sta- well, I know, but I've, I stayed calm even through that. Like I was pissed off, but like I didn't lose my shit. I was just, you know, I got beef with cops. I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. They like, so I'm in recovery, obviously. Um, Well, when I, (laughs) welcome, keep coming back. Um, When I went to rehab, these cops like to spread a rumor saying I was in jail. And because I got arrested with a lot of meth on me. But I don't know if that's a cop thing or just where we're from thing. Yeah, That's a thing. And then that's why I think anyone in this area can literally go to police academy for nine months and become a cop. Yeah, but listen, I, so I, what, what the issue with that? And, and I have to be devil's advocate right now because you grew up in this neighborhood. 
most likely so did them cops. Oh, yeah. And therefore... We all know each other. We all know each other, and we all talk shit, because that's what a small little neighborhood does. And I have to say that the rumor mills go around, Mm -hmm. and it's not that every cop in all of Delaware County thought that, you know, Tony's a bad guy. I just... They back each other up. Like, no one wanted to tell me who was the one that said it. So they all cover each other, because they knew... I went to school with all of them. I didn't give a fuck who they were, if they were a cop, if they weren't a cop. I literally was going to confront them. See, now you sound like a bad motherfucker, and I'm I getting am? a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, all but, that time you spent. But, yet, but, but so back... I, exactly. I went away for 35 days. Well, so let me, let me say this. Uh, this brings us back to the original point of police reform, or maybe judicial reform, because the, the issue, I think, is much larger than just you know, cops on the beat or, you know, like it's our country needs reform, in my opinion, from top to bottom, politically, Uh all three branches of the government. You know, there's just so much here. There's so much that we discussed. I keep whacking my microphone. Sorry about that. Amateur. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You discussed his hands really, you know, so like you discussed earlier overspending, you know, a lot of times people want to talk about the the budget for the military and I firsthand witnessed because I was a supply guy for, you know, uh, half of my, you know, time. So many questions for you. (laughs) We stole so much shit, dude. So much shit. You paid for, first of all, you paid way too much. Oh yeah. I'm going to openly admit that. That's, that's the thing that really reminds me. And that's, that is a huge problem. You know, that is definitely a huge problem. The budget for the military is overinflated, but let's let's try to place the blame. Let's try for a second here, because the military orders from private uh, people that create these products, right? Yeah. And the products... Dick Cheney. Well, <laughs> one, he's one, but there's definitely... There's lots, but yeah, yeah. Poster boy. So, so a product that, like, say a toilet seat. Big, big common common uh, analogy is a toilet seat in the military. Go down to Home Depot, and it's 100 bucks, okay, or less. Go to the military catalog, and I'm not going to name them because I don't want to get in trouble, but go to the military catalog that we ordered from, and it is now three hundred and fifty dollars right. for a toilet seat. Yep. And the issue is, is the military, all government, actually, buys from the lowest bidder. But everybody, all these companies, these contractors, know the game. They know the game, so they all bid way above <laughs> what they would normally charge the average citizen. And therefore, you have this overinflated, that's where your fucking taxes are going. And my point of all this is, is that I believe we're all to blame here. You know, if I owned a contracting company and I did concrete work and I wanted to get a contract with the local municipality, I wouldn't give them the same price for doing the driveway at the city hall as I would for your driveway. Right. So we are the issue. What you're talking about is suing all those companies for an antitrust, because that's what that is. Yeah? That's a monopoly. See, I'm an idiot. I didn't know that. a conspiracy to monopoly. I mean, well, we have several monopolies within America, and as much as we say there's a free market, I can't live without Amazon. I Mm. want to. I can't. It's become (laughs) a commodity and a necessity 
in my life. It's a, it's a everyday thing that I use now. Yeah. I mean, we can go if I'm going to the store. It's I I try to shop small, like I really do. But I'm a Target person. I'm guilty of it. I it's it's commodity is is one of the things right and then it's also just like what is the what's the easiest thing for me to do where can I get all of my stuff I don't think that that's a problem I think that the problem comes in in the free market I don't even know if I have a problem with like the free market as it is it's the taxing of these corporations that's basically non-existent corporations have the same rights as a human citizen like we know this um that's a huge problem to me the fact that bezos amazon paid no taxes in 2018 how is that possible netflix (laughs) paid no taxes in 2018 they make all of their money off of the american citizens and have to give nothing back to us to conduct their billion dollar businesses in our country and that is where i come in as a a a socialist that's where i'm like this is not okay but is it is it really socialism or is it simply as a concerned citizen saying what the fuck this isn't fair because it depends on who you ask because some people would say me wanting to tax the rich at a higher rate is a socialist but thing. it's not a higher rate I, I think what you're asking for them is to pay the taxes that a normal corporation would pay i think the problem is is they get huge breaks and in incentives by representatives of the government oh yeah and that's and a, i think I, mean, I think that's that's a that's a corruption issue not a tax issue but that i am not like really informed on that right but, but that's what i think it is i think it's a corruption issue not a taxing issue i think them amazon saying you know like let's have a bidding war over where i'm going to open my next joint and Didn't then they do that oh yeah they did and, yeah, then every, absolutely and, and a bunch that. of cities fell over themselves to see how much stuff they could give back to Amazon for opening their thing there. Oh, that's a very and real then thing. AOC, I mean, AOC said, absolutely not, I'm not letting Amazon into my barrow, and got a bunch of shit for it. When really, like, to me, that's looking out for your constituents. Like, I'm not going to go into this bidding war with this huge corporation that has made their fortune off of the backs of Americans and give them more American tax dollars to set up shop here. Amazon pays okay. They're not, I won't call them one of the corporations that pays slave wages. I don't think that they do. I think they pay just enough to make you think that you're getting by when you're a paycheck away from poverty, right? And then can say, but we pay our employees $15 an hour. Um, So like, Okay, I'll give you that, Amazon. Still, it's like a 0.5 positive on your part. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, then you know, it's it's just, yes, people, I don't know what I was getting into. But I like, AOC got attacked. Eat the rich. Eat, Eat the, the rich. rich. Eat the rich. Eat them. That's what I think. No, um, <laughs> I do, like, I love that, that statement, though. Eat the rich is, like, my favorite. I'm tweeting that tonight. <laughs> thing to say. Um... Yeah, I think that where socialism comes... If I could, this is Taylor's... This is Taylor's America, right? 
Let's dive in. Let's see this. Taylor's America <laughs> has a 12-year, except for president, 12-year term limit for all elected officials, other than president, which I would keep at eight years. Taylor's America... Well, it's technically 10. Is it? Mm-hmm. Why? Because if the president oh, yeah, takes over... Two year, yeah, 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 yeah two years. Right, right, right. Like okay, the, so 10 years. Day, right? 10 to 12 years. Okay. So... 10 to 12 year term limit, but a term limit. You need a Supreme Court that absolutely has to be split down the middle in parties, since we're still in the two party system here. Absolute, like, you can't have a president be elected, have three Supreme Court justices die off, and then say, I'm going to make them all Republican when only four in there are Democrat. Like, no, that should not happen. I don't even think that Supreme Court justices should be appointed by the president. I think they should be another elected position, and I don't think that they should be a lifetime job. But, okay, now that we're done with that, um, lobbying, completely outlawed, not allowed. If you're caught lobbying, you're out, you're in jail. If you're caught accepting lobbying, you're out, you're in jail. It's legal bribery. Bribery. What the fuck is the question about that? Where is, I don't understand. Like, how is it legal? I don't get it. I, I understand that you want to, like, push for what you want and what benefits you. But it should just be if it's a good enough idea for the American people. It should have nothing to do with money. In my opinion. So I'm going to push back a little bit. If I call up my congressman and say, hey, my road sucks. I need you to do something about that. I'm technically lobbying. I think the the, the difference what that... you're talking about is scale. Right. So I, I'm saying any lobbying that is done that has money behind it, because we know that they're get it, they get around the law. They get around the law by... Campaign funds. Yeah, yeah. They, by campaign funding. Campaign finance reform is what you're loving. Yeah, campaign line, yeah. finance reform. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's a big one. But, like, there just needs to be more research on, okay, like, I'm Hillary Clinton, and you want your bill to come through, but I can't accept cash from you, so I'm going to need you to give my daughter a $150,000 job a year coming out of college. That... It's not acceptable. <laughs> it's corrupt. unacceptable. It's corrupt. Um, it's corrupt. And that's every politician does it. Every single one. I don't know if Bernie has ever done it. I'll keep his halo over his head for now. But I'm sure that something has happened along the line. He has a very big vacation home after the last election. So we'll say that. The Russians gave it to the him. The Russians oh! gave it to him. So we have that. I'm, all, my I'm getting hype. <laughs> I'm getting hype. But... I, I, ultimately, that's where it comes in for me. I, we have a, a universal health care system for those who want it. There's a big one for me. I still think it's... And, and listen, if we're going to go down the timeline, I will say this. I will defend Obama on this one. Is that he tried to put that bill through, I believe, six or seven times. And they beat him to death on it. And this is what the end result was. They got stuck with Obamacare, which... So where Republicans want to point the finger and say, look at this dog shit that Obama gave us. Well, it wasn't just Obama that gave us that. I will say that in his defense. Am I I wrong? The only thing he did was sign it. Yeah. He didn't write it, right? The only thing he did was sign it. Yeah. You can't blame the president for legislation that has passed, other than the fact that he said... 
yes, this should be a law, or veto, no, this shouldn't be a law. Yeah. You should blame, I can't remember what, if Congress it is, but it's Congress's fault. Yeah. 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 And I agree with that. I mean, I... But that's also the American people have no idea who to blame on a lot of subjects. No, I mean, it goes along with NPR tweeted out line by line um, the Declaration of Independence like a week or two ago. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And all of these conservatives jumped on them and told them that they were trying to be radicals and revolutionists and that they're glad that they're being defunded. And they had no fucking idea that it was our Declaration of Independence. (laughs) Well, it is radical for the 1700s. It was. But even when you read it today, it's like one of the most perfect pieces of literature ever written in human history. Like the Declaration, as as anti-American as I can be, the Declaration of In. But are you really? Let's let's pause you right there and, and ask the real question. Are you really... Or is that what you're, you believe that people see you as? Um, I think that I have very little pride in being an American today. Have you ever been outside this country? Yes. Really? Yeah. And Where you to? still feel that way? Yes. Where to, though? Um, I have not been. I've, I mean, I've been to Canada, and I have been to the Caribbean. I have not been to Europe. My COVID trip was can- it was canceled due to COVID. I was supposed to go to Spain. All right, so I haven't been to Europe. I can't say that. But I've been to Canada, and I have a lot of friends from overseas. Like, I have a ton of friends. My best friend is Peruvian. Um, I have another friend that is from Europe, from Britain specifically. Um, you can't I've, trust the British. I've met <laughs> plenty of oh, Sophia. <laughs> he's British. I he's love you. he's um, English descent. Um, <laughs> like this, like all I am. No, and but German. <laughs> I've, I've, I have plenty of Canadian friends. I have friends from Mexico. I have friends from Colombia. A lot of South American friends. Um, I've been to Jersey. <laughs> Fuck that is a foreign country. Yeah. No, but I just, War. I think that right now. That's a lot like Russia. <laughs> I'm terribly disappointed Soviet Russia. in where we are. Well, I'll say this in defense of American culture. Um, where we're at right now, you have to look at the big picture. And the big picture is, is I think we're going through a new form of the same issues that we saw in the 60s and the 70s. And therefore, there's going to be these waves. And that's the way progress works. Is it's change, it's upheaval, is nasty, people are going to get hurt, people are going to get their feelings hurt, but I do believe that it's not as bad as it once was. And it's going to be uncomfortable, you know? The, I hate that. The pick up, I hate that not as bad as it once was thing. Um, because there's no gauge. on that when you're... There's no gauge to know, like, like... You know, everybody wants to point the figure and say, whoa, this is the best America. No, it's not. But it's also better in some ways and it's worse in some ways, you know. And there's morally we've taken a huge shit on what we once believed. And that could be potentially because we've diverged away from religion. 
I am not a religious person and I have no interest in going back to religion, but I do acknowledge that there is a moral deficiency. I think that deficiency. some of the worst people in our country are radically or re- very religious and think that laws should be based around their religion. So I don't... I And I agree with you. I do. I, I know quite a bit of hypocrisy and I often think to myself, fuck that. <laughs> I want no association with I mean, think about that. the fact that gay marriage was only legalized how long? It was 2013, right? So 2013 yeah. or 2014? Well, look at homeless shelters they're allowed to turn away trans people and the, and our president sent out a memo on how to spot a trans woman <laughs> that really happened um no but i i get confused with with some of the ideology in our country because i feel like the people that are viewed as the most american right now or think that they are the most american and the most patriotic are the trump publicans these people that are that are very conservative, they follow Donald Trump, they support the president, they support the police, they say that they support veterans. I don't really see them doing that because they're not. Um, they think that because they say we support our veterans and they don't kneel during the national anthem at a football game that they're more American than the next person, but whatever. Come on, let's um, just let's just call a spade a spade and they're full of shit. Okay? Yes. So, dude, you didn't give a fuck about the national anthem. You sat on your couch and ate fucking hot wings while it was being played on the TV in front of you until Colin Kaepernick said, dude, I'm taking a fucking stand. I mean, the the timeline... Listen, if we're going to talk about Black Lives Matter and this whole movement, first of all, this isn't the beginning of it. This is, this is a second wave of it yep. because the first time around... As a lot of Trump supporters want to piss and moan and say, well, how come they just can't protest peacefully? Listen, jerk off. They tried. They fucking tried and you got pissed off about a fucking flag. And I'm a veteran and I'm going to tell you right now, in all honesty, I don't fucking care if you kneel or salute or don't even stand the fuck up. Because I've been to Phillies games and I've seen people that just didn't. Felix standing the fuck up when the national anthem was playing. So, and I honestly think that's what most veterans will say. But instead of these people actually asking a fucking veteran what they think, they will just spin this narrative. It's just, it's just, but, but maddening to me. I just feel like what I was trying to get at before we'd go dive into like BLM, what I was trying to get at is I feel like these people that are considered the most patriotic really. You saying that everything is good in this country and nothing needs to change or you want to drain the swamp, whatever the fuck that means. (laughs) When did that happen? He's been there for three years, like this still saying we're going to drain the swamp. Why didn't it happen yet? I was always confused about that. Anyway, um, anyway, I that's who I perceive as as, you know, looks to be the most American or they think that they're the most American when in all actuality, if they understood America at all, they would realize that they're probably the least American out of any of us because they don't want to challenge the system. Like, this is the great experiment. Like, America is the great experiment. Democratic socialism has not been used anywhere. Anywhere. So, let's continue this experiment. I'm ready. <laughs> Actually, democratic socialism is like most of Europe. No, their social, their democratic socialism has not been used. It's been variations of it, and there are parties across Europe yeah. that are democratic socialists, but no country is considered. Has gone full democratic. Yes. So. Yeah. I wanna, I wanna comment on this idea that you 
are bringing up about the fact that the Republicans or conservatives or Trump supporters claim to be the more patriotic. And because and I think that there is a whole topic here that my wife and I actually have had this conversation and I'm concerned with the fact that uh, this hated word liberals or or anybody that doesn't feel like they belong to that group is no longer a part of the patriotism of the American flag or what we are as... I think that that's bullshit, first of all, and I think that it's it's a shame. Uh, I've, I've asked people, you know, do you feel that the American flag is being used as a hate symbol? And I, I have... I do believe that. I do believe that, and I'm concerned with that because... I would like to I encourage. I didn't want to put one out front of my house, and Dan convinced mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You won't put one out front. No. Well, yeah. I want to know why. Gabby well, feels because that way. because we do believe that it's being used as this form of a symbol. Me, I I will use the the flag because it is a flag that I I believe that we are Americans. And you, you fought know? for you know. Well, like you and it's it's not so even it's... just that, but I I want to encourage minorities, and and I think that it's important to understand that that flag is all of ours, mm-hmm. and not one party's. That party, that's propaganda again. Again, yeah. that's propaganda pushing bullshit, you know. In fact, I'll go one step further. I am not a fan of the uh, Blue Lives Matter flag. That no, is that is, that is desecrating a, the American flag. Yeah, and I've actually <laughs> told a tenant of mine to take it the fuck down because this isn't, we're not making political statements on my fucking property here, okay? <laughs> Can you but, get in trouble for that? Is that low? What? Are you allowed to tell your tenants that they can? Uh, I own the fucking property, so, you know, I don't know. I don't but give with, a shit. Well, my, I, don't I was care. just wondering about that, but with, I'll my take American, that <laughs> with my American flag at my house, the only reason I was okay with it is because it flies directly above my Black Lives Matter sign. So to me, it was kind of like me saying, you've taken this flag and made it a hate symbol, and yeah. now I'm going to fly it right above the sign that you fucking despise because this is my country too. But that's, that is... Is that still making it a hate symbol? <laughs> no, no, no. That's taking it back. And that's what I would like to encourage people to do in this country because I am concerned with one party shunning the other so bad and saying that, you know, that you need to leave or leave the flag alone or whatever. I'm not a fan of people burning the flag or stomping on it or whatever because it is all of ours. No matter if you're anti-war, right, I there's don't no... I not understand that either. Like, if you you're know? so pissed that you feel like you need to burn an American flag, to me, that's your fucking right to do that. Like, I, I understand that some people... It's just like, I don't necessarily agree with chanting fuck the police. Like, yeah. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I... Because I don't, I I don't think fuck all the police. Like, fuck the assholes, but I'm not gonna, I just don't like to say <laughs> that. Or like, or like, call them pigs. Like, I, I just don't like it, right? Um, what the fuck were we just talking about? Before I don't know, man. That? I had a dirty joke that came into my head, <laughs> and I was gonna go away with it, what, but I backed ben? off. No, you said fuck the asshole, and I was like, bye. <laughs> I thought, oh dude, God. I was I was totally dirty thinking there, and I was like, "Well, you shouldn't be screaming that shit unless you're in your own house." But whatever. Well, I'm gonna rewind a little bit since we got a break to the um, the the idea of America and if we are better than what we were. Like our history is something that I think we should be very proud of, but also very ashamed of at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
and um, we are really the first and only nation of our type. There's really nobody else. Go to China and see how much diversity is there. Yeah, well, I'm saying we, we are really kind of, like you said, the great experiment. And, and the fact that we are not as progressive as someday we will be, because I think the, the march is inexorable. You know, we are going to get to the point where we are going to be more progressive than we were the day before, the day before, the day before. And we are. We've got. And do you think this is like a great, this whole like conservative movement is just a really big pushback before that progressivism? Well, we had a, we had a pushback in the nineties, uh, during the Bush era. And, and, you know, the house didn't burn down. You know, we, we had a relatively stable, peaceful country, uh, kind of. You know, there's this is a pretty that, this is but, a pretty aggressive tension. Like this is definitely yeah. fault lines rubbing against each other. But we've you had know? that in the past. Yeah, we had a we had that in 1860. Yeah, and we fought a big horrible f off war about the whole thing. Uh, but we're still America today, still carrying some of the wounds from that time. I, I think that we we live in a good country. We live in a great country. And I think that we live in a country that is still inventing itself. And that's yeah. the point. Yeah, and that's, I absolutely agree with that. And I just, you know, I, I definitely respect the idea of, like, where we came from and how we were developed as a country. I believe, just as me as a person, my, Dan, my boyfriend, asked me this a lot. Like, um, but when is it enough? Like, when is it going to be enough? Or, or what happens if you get your ideal country? Like, what, what then? And to me, I don't think that there's ever going to be an ideal country because I'm sure that our children will think that we were monsters for something that we're doing right now. Like, because we're not, we eat meat or like the way that we don't probably recycle the best way that we should or the way that we like there will be things that our children are going to look at us and be like, how the hell did you support this? And that will be their next movement and their progress on. But this is where I think me as a millennial and a young person that wants to be involved and is informed and passionate, I feel like I'm told, like, respect tradition and respect your elders instead of my elders looking at me as somebody who has come into adulthood, pays my taxes, has a career, and saying, what did we miss? What didn't we get right? Like, what is what is wrong and what what's the next step? And yeah. that, I feel, is what we're missing. And I have plenty to say about millennials. Like, we talked about the waves of the civil rights movement and the waves of Black Lives Matter and how there isn't really waves anymore and everything is very just in your face and, and they want everything now. But that's, that's a millennial a, thing. No, that's momentary. I believe everything is in our face right now, but the wave will subside... Like at some point, there is gonna be um, there's gonna be change. You there know? has. To, I don't think this wave is gonna subside until there is some uh, actual. That's the way. Change. That's the way it's going. Yeah. It's this is not slowing down. No. And there's gonna always be protest. I do agree with that. But I think that there will be, at some point, life is all about cycles. You know. And I think that we're going to go through slumps and i think that if this country is going to continue or our civilization is going to continue the way it is it's going to have to evolve into something bigger and greater maybe that's 
Elon Musk's and uh, what's his name? Bezos. That's their Bezos. ultimate yeah. scheme of, you know, world domination. No, it's not. Well, I'm talking about their their space exploration exploration uh, objectives. You know, that's where all your money's actually going. Right. <laughs> Is he's trying to colonize Mars? But um, you know, I just think, I think there's so much. We are changing. But we are so small that we can't see the change, you the, know? The change is generational. Yeah, when, right. When everybody who's not a millennial passes, yes. it's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Everybody who is a millennial now is going to be the old guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you'll look someday back at, you know, some, some grandkid of yours going, you meat-eating, horrible right, human yeah. being. You're going to be like, oh, what the heck? You know, I, and some people will be emotionally mature enough to go like, yeah, well, yeah, we probably did miss that. Holy cow, what a cool thing to see these young people involved and caring about where their country goes. And there's going to be other people that are going to be like, eh, stupid kids, get off my lawn. It's, yeah. I'll it's be just, like, infuriating yeah. to me, especially with, like, being a ho- like buying a home in the last year and this being my first experience in that. And... I didn't expect, right, like, this is my own fault for joining this Ridley Park, you know, neighbor's page. <laughs> yeah. I mean, got are you on there about. with no, me? No, oh, listen, I, I don't do social media at all. Yeah. Okay. That's um, smart. Yeah, it's really I, bad. Yeah, that's a conscious choice. I don't want to be yeah. involved in it. Uh, this area, I, I, there are few really nice things I can say about this area. And I'm <laughs> right. And so... I, I'm like, one of them. When BLM, <laughs> when BLM started, I you know went to a protest in Lansdowne, and that's where I moved from. And it, I mean, if you're not from our area and you're listening, Lansdowne is a much more diverse community than where I live now. And it was very hard for me to leave Lansdowne because being that it is a minority community, the education system sucks there more than more so than where we are now and the taxes are off the and charts. the taxes are crazy so i really? mean i'm still paying crazy taxes yes they're ridiculous they're as Lansdowne. much as much as i'm paying in ridley park that's how much they pay in Lansdowne. for real yeah. yes yeah yeah absolutely if not more higher yeah. upper, upper right? darby township uh or upper darby what is it borough or township or school district i don't know upper whatever. darby school district is not Lansdowne, but it's no? the same. Yeah, they're both in a... They're having... the Those school districts, Upper Darby, William Penn, and a few others just recently sued the state because they are paying, um, like, per student a year at, at William Penn School District, they're allotting about $7,000 per student per year when the average taxpayer is paying in between seven and nine grand for school taxes. And then in Radnor, where you're paying two to three grand for school taxes, the average student gets $19,000 allocated per year. So the... That's where the money's going. Right. So they aren't... These, I mean, minority school districts aren't funded. We know this. This is part of systematic racism that we're trying to get people to fucking open their eyes about. But... Moving to Ridley Park, I didn't really expect it to be what it is. Um, So anyway, I went to this protest in Lansdowne. I posted on the Ridley Park page. How would you, how would, would anybody be willing to do this with me? Like, it was a really beautiful night. And I really want to show support to our black community. Um, And I got attacked mercilessly. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> I, ha- I, it's just been a really rough road, like, with my community and with people telling me, like, I had somebody tell me, well, you weren't born in Ridley Park, so you have no right to move here and try to change it into what you want because I don't <laughs> want racism. Is that why? Or um, people say, calling me a little girl or, or like, a liberal... Shut up, little girl. Or a liberal snowflake. Like, oh, this little girl, like, this little girl pays more in taxes here than you do. I can guarantee you that. Like, this little girl has a career. This little girl owns a home across the street from you. So what the fuck? <laughs> like, I don't quite... I, I, I get upset as a millennial that feel... I'm proud of my generation. I'm extremely proud of our generation I, I, and you're all of our generation. We're all millennials. Nope. Nope. No, I'm not. No, I, I'm not. How old are you? It depends on how you define it. Cause how I don't, old are you? I'm going to be 39 in October. You are a millennial. I yes, do want 81. I do want to add one thing. One, one of the you're most, in there. one of the most powerful experiences I ever been to. I went to the black lives matter March in Philadelphia. I think it was June 5th or 6th. 60,000 fucking people there, and we were all peaceful. I saw kids, old people, young people, black, white, Spanish. It literally was the most powerful thing I ever witnessed in my life. And it was pretty funny. My parents dropped me off. (laughs) They're angry 30-year-old to a a protest in the city. But, yeah, I just, see, I'm, I'm the fact guy. I just right. looked it up. 60,000 fucking people. Yeah, they were throwing out really big number. I think that they said 300,000 at one point, point, but I knew that that was very yeah. high. They're literally, but it was it was amazing. I am proud of, I'm proud of being a millennial for that, for this reason right now, because I feel like we're finally to the point where we're old enough. We're in this space of like still being considered young but we're not considered young by the young people and you know like it's like we're in this weird space where we have we're in the perfect section of our lives to be able to start to affect change and i think that this political and it shouldn't be political like this shouldn't be a politicized matter but it is um everything is this uproar yeah, everything yeah this uproar i have seen so many people be able to like I've been at marches in the city. I went to the defund the police march. And to hear the person at the podium say, don't think we don't know that every single one of these cities that we want defunded are run by Democrats and have been for decades. Don't think that we don't know that. And I was like, fuck yes. Like we're like getting somewhere. So what does that leave for us in 20 years? Right. When our grandparents generation has died off and our parents are not in power anymore. And they're the older ones. What does that mean in 20 years? Does that mean the two party system is gone because we see through it? I don't know. Well, I think you're going to see change like you did from, uh, kind of the third way Democrats of Bill Clinton to now you're going to see change. The, the you, party will the parties will reflect the times the times I but think. do you yeah. that i guess that comes back to the initial question of the podcast can mm-hmm. a two party system reflect all of america i i don't think an a multiplicitous party system will ever reflect america because as americans and you've seen with the whole covid thing as soon as you get five of us in a room we're going to find something to disagree about but we will also find things to agree about as well and I think that's the that that's the reason the parties tend to coalesce. I think the parties we see today are a direct outgrowth of 
the 80s and the 90s kind of starting to realize the people from the 80s and 90s starting to realize that you can't be a conservative democrat in this world no. and you can't be a liberal republican in this world which is sad. as it is now yeah that's as a... it was in the 90s yeah and, and now we've kind of america has said through elections that if you're a liberal republican or an, even a moderate republican now like you can't be like you're not electable and we have collectively said this is where we want our parties to be, and or maybe the that, loudest, most voting. Isn't that so ironic, though? Because okay, so you can't be a moderate Republican to win. You can't, but you also can't be a conservative Democrat to win. I disagree. I think. I mean, I yeah. I disagree because that's what I see. I see. Hillary Clinton is a conservative Democrat. Sure. Joe Biden is a conservative Democrat. They can I, I try to. I thought that was more centrist, but uh, but. What do you? That I, I wouldn't call centrist? them conservative because well maybe because my measure is is nineteen nineties yeah. conservative. That that's my my lens. Yeah. To I, you, they're conservative. To me, they're they're really left of center. Uh, I'm still thinking about what was it, blue dog, red dog from the Bush election mm-hmm. where you had democratic districts in Florida that right now you're like, those things are bright red, but they were Democrat back in the day. Maybe that's what my frame of reference is. And I'm probably 30 years out of date, but uh, <laughs> I mean, that's where, that's where my concept of the political parties was. It's not there now. No, because things have changed. Right. I, I look at Democrats as established de- establishment democrats liberals and then unfortunately us progressives have been looped into the democratic party which i don't agree with um and that's where you know like i i don't want to be a part of the democratic party i don't want to be a part of the republican party but anyway like i see it as those three separate groups and i think that the liberals have the difference between the progressives and the liberals is that the liberals are willing to deal with the bullshit of the establishment Democrats and the progressives will not. Um, and then we are shamed by the liberals. So like, it's this, it's fighting within our own party too. Just like I talked about in the beginning, like we're too radical. We're too, we're, we're, we're too overzealous. We want too much. And, um, but isn't that the principle behind uh, the wealthy elite driving this whole machine is the divide and conquer theory? Right. You know, at the end of the Just day. Just like I talked about earlier with like. Yeah. Who we blame here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Who's it's to blame end, here. And which is funny because I do have many conversations throughout the day, throughout the week, whatever, with plenty of people that are on both sides of the political spectrum, as as most Americans would call the spectrum. And. When you get to the bare bones conversation, which is funny to me, because sometimes I'll say to guys, like a guy will say to me, you know, yeah, I'm a hard Trump supporter. I'm definitely voting, you know, 2020, you know. And then, like, you ask him the real questions, like the real serious questions. Yeah, but dude, you know, like, they're fucking you, you know? Like, you know that they're fucking you, right? At the end of the day, you know, like we discussed earlier, Amazon and Netflix and all these major, huge, multi-billionaire companies that are not paying taxes 
Yeah, well, you know, Those that's are just the, the new ones, too. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're not even going to get into, like, the old money ones, you know? So, you know... We could in a different episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Put yeah. Put our tinfoil hats on. Yeah, that's a whole other... Oh, my God. But, um, but then when you ask these guys that, and they literally go, well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, yeah, that's the wealthy elite, but you can't fix that. So everybody has this, this tolerance... This certain tolerance that they go, okay, this is an acceptable evil. I know that this is existing, but I'm going to accept this part of it, you know? All for for what? To maintain this minimal existence that we have. Now, I'm curious about the, the goal, you know, like say this party right here that we're discussing, the Democratic Socialists and other parties. What is the end result goal? What is What is it that you want to achieve? This is why I can't be a libertarian. This is why I truly can't be a libertarian. Is because I don't believe that we can have a libertarian country. I think people would lose their fucking minds. It would be the Wild West. Be the purge. People would be fucking killing each other. Yeah. Well, he tried to steal something from mine, so I fucking shot him. You know, like... Technically, if I'm going to be really honest here and say something maybe slightly offensive, is that a libertarian member recently was killed this guy garrett uh garrett foster and honestly following libertarian law he violated it you know he pointed a rifle at somebody in an automobile now that person in the automobile it's debatable about whether or not he was using his vehicle as i don't know the whole story i wasn't there it's very hard to get all the information there's conflicting yeah there's conflicting accounts so what happened if the person driving the automobile wasn't attempting to harm protesters, I guess, according to regular law, and even in Texas law, he he did the right thing. It's fucking kind of crazy, but... <laughs> so it's... And that's... There's so much... Even that, the media. Even... I mean, we haven't even started to fucking... Touch rip that apart. That. Yeah, that's that's a whole conversation that... Jesus Christ. I mean, truth, truth it's in this country nowadays seems to be, uh, well, that's what I think, you know? Your opinion is now truth, you know? And that's... It's not facts. It's alternative facts. It's <laughs> <laughs> Radio 1045. Yeah. Uh, so, so going to be stuck in my head now. I, th I think, well, if you're going on the, the like, truth is... A I, I am of the, the 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 opinion that there is always a gray area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that your truth is different from your truth is different from your truth is different from my truth. Um, but I think that truth is a consensus in some ways. Or truth that you can act on is a sure. consensus. So if you see... If I walk up to you and I just go, BAM! Yeah. Shoot you dead. I think most of the people in the room would be like, yeah, I was way out of line, Ben. You shouldn't have done that. And, and I think that's what our society is. It's kind of a, we sort of agree on the following things. Uh, we sort of agree that shooting people is bad. We sort of agree that treating people uh, differently based on physical features is bad. We sort of agree that everybody who works hard should be able to keep what they work for but we're starting to redefine those 
in yeah. ways that we've never really come across before. Or we're starting to realize that, wow, you know, we sort of agree all these things, but we haven't really been great at living up to them. You no, know, we get caught up in the details a lot. Like, this is a perfect example. Let's say a guy beats up his wife. A lot of people are like, oh, what did the wife do? Who the fuck cares what the wife did? You, you beat up your wife. I think it's a... I, I don't know, man. Or I like think... the cop, George Floyd. Everyone's like, what did George Floyd do? Who fucking cares what George Floyd did? You literally murdered a human being. That's... The problem with any political conversation in this country is people like to divert the conversation or yeah. find an arguing point... You know, he was a drug dealer or uh, this George or that. Floyd had meth. Listen, <laughs> motherfuckers, I had meth when I had, went into rehab. <laughs> that doesn't mean I deserve to fucking die. Yeah. But but my point is that, like, the, the I'm trying to, like, think about how that's tied together. The idea of, of uh, diluting the truth or changing the narrative or diverting the conversation totally... Which is what happens a lot when people point out that, oh, by the way, did you know that this person did this once in their life? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's we're all on, I mean, not all of us, but, but the media is on these huge witch hunts nowadays for anything. Not Some people have definitely done some, you know, listen, the Epstein thing, holy shit. <laughs> another episode. That's, that's another a whole <laughs> fucking season right there, man. You know, so um, I will say this. We do have to wrap it up, though, guys, because we are well over the two-hour mark. We, we fucking... I'm we not surprised. On. There's yeah. a lot to cover. So, uh, Still have a lot to cover. Yeah. yeah. You guys, what do you want to do? You want to you wanna come back again? You guys want to talk to me some more? Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah? Definitely. All right. We'll try to keep it to, like, specific topic, I think. I actually liked it. I like yeah. it, too. I just think that this has so much... There's so many different things that come up just in conversation about one topic. Because everything is intertwined. And when you said earlier that there's... A, you know, there needs to be real systemic change in, sure. in the country from top to bottom. That's how you have these two hour long discussions that started out with what is a democratic socialist into yeah. defunding the police into term limits and into, into immigration. Like there's so many parts of it. So, well, it was should, a, it was a good worry. introduction, right? Yeah, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we should. I think we covered a lot of ground. And I don't think we were able to do what you would like to call a deep dive into any of it. Yeah. And I think that maybe is a good spot to, to start up next time. Talking right. about the lizard people. Yes. The lizard people. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm bring my Reynolds I'm out of here, uh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging up the, uh, we're, we're hanging this one up, man. The lizard people, you fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just here. All right, guys, there you have it. That was part two of the American Divide. Um, as of right now, I don't have any more episodes planned out for Yardbird Tuna. Uh, again, like I said in the previous episode, in the beginning, this episode in particular kind of stole me away. Honestly, after this episode, I thought to myself, we need to do more with this. And... Um, I know that I promised a whole new series of episodes with Yardbird Tuna where I act like a complete asshole and and say stupid shit and occasionally try to be motivational, but I think that right now where our country's at, this is a more important conversation and perhaps I need to hang up the Yardbird Tuna hat for a little while longer and and focus on um, 
the the topic at hand. Well, so without uh, further ado, you can continue to listen to the American Divide. Uh, I will be posting uh, the episodes hopefully weekly. Um, so that's that's the game plan as of right now, and I believe we're going to even attempt to do some form of a, a YouTube or maybe Instagram channel. So stay tuned, man. I hope you guys enjoy it. The American Divide, the new podcast. <laughs> 